Hi, and welcome to SimCast, where we at Senior Insurance Marketing dive into all things insurance. We hope agents can utilize this as another tool to expand their knowledge and better assist their clients. Good morning, everybody, and Happy New Year. My name is Brian Telecki, and I am filling in this morning for Todd on our webinar. Uh, today, Tamara Kuntz is joining us from United Healthcare. She is joining us to discuss the 2020 open enrollment period and more. Welcome, Tamara. Hi, thank you. Um, all right, I'm going to share my screen here. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, All I right. see it. Yep. Perfect. All right, so thanks for having me, guys. Um, I'm going to go over the election period. Uh, specifically, I'm going to uh, emphasize the open enrollment period as we just entered that on January 1st. I'm also going to highlight just on a couple changes that were made in 2019 with the dual election period as well. All right, so as you guys know, um, we did just finish up the annual uh, election period, AEP, that ended on December 7th. Um, and that was obviously a time where people could make any changes that they wanted to enroll or disenroll from a Medicare Advantage or prescription drug plan. Um, but now that AEP is over, that doesn't mean that the selling opportunity is over. Um, we, have, uh, we have approached our open enrollment period, and there's um, some special enrollment periods, too, that we can utilize. Um, to still do some sales on the Medicare Advantage side here um, in January and beyond. Um, so today, like I said, I'm going to talk about the Medicare Advantage open enrollment period. Um, that's going to um, that goes from January 1st to March 31st, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about some special election periods and some changes that were made back in 2019 that you guys might be familiar with, but just kind of giving a, a little bit of a refresher on those as well. So open enrollment period, like I mentioned, uh, runs from January 1st to March 31st each year. Um, this just returned last year in 2019. Um, the Medicare Advantage open enrollment period allows individuals that are enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan um, to make a one-time election to a different Medicare Advantage plan, or they can return to original Medicare um, and a standalone prescription drug plan. So also um, with that, there is open enrollment period for people that are new Medicare beneficiaries who enroll on a Medicare Advantage plan um, during their first three months. So if someone uses IEP to get onto Medicare Advantage plan, they would also have open enrollment period to make a one-time change. Um, same thing to either a different Medicare Advantage plan or to go back to original or go on to original Medicare with a supplement and a Part D. So open enrollment period, there's kind of two portions of it. The one I'm going to talk the most about today is um, the one that runs from January 1st through March 31st, but I'll highlight a little bit um, the open enrollment period that follows someone's initial election period as well. So like I mentioned, um, the open enrollment period is specifically for people that are on a Medicare Advantage plan. So they can make a one-time change either to a new Medicare Advantage plan or they can change from a Medicare Advantage plan to original Medicare, so like a supplement and a Part D. Um, the open enrollment period, unfortunately, does not work the other way around for someone that may want to be who is on a supplement to go on to a Medicare Advantage plan. Um, that does not work. So these are the only two scenarios that work for open enrollment period. 
Um, so some things that are worth noting, um, there are some restrictions with advertising during open enrollment period. Um, first of all, you must not intentionally market or use marketing pieces that mention OEP. Um, you can't, uh, you know, make assumptions on, on which election period someone might use first when it comes to open enrollment period. Um, the big thing is this is an annual enrollment period part two, right? This is open enrollment period is meant to be a safety net for people who may have gotten onto a Medicare Advantage plan that's not a good fit for them. Um, maybe they signed up and they realized that their doctor's not in the net work or um, one of their drugs is more expensive than it was previously. This is kind of that safety net to make a one-time change onto a plan that's a better fit for them. Um, so something that you can do during open enrollment period is just reach out and connect with your existing members. Um, make sure that they're happy with their plan. Um, you know, something that you can work into your strategy next to AEP as well when you're meeting with people. You can let them know that they do have that open enrollment period in case they're not happy with their Medicare Advantage plan, uh, they can reach out to you and that you'd be more than happy to help them um, if for whatever reason they wanted to make a one-time switch. So the big thing to note is open enrollment period isn't supposed to be another um, sales-heavy uh, period. It's, it's more so a safety net to make sure everyone's on the right plan so that, that fits for them. So, um, you know, marketing, you know, marketing is pretty much a no, but doing that member retention, making sure that they're satisfied with their plans, kind of doing those member touch bases, um, that is allowed. Or if you're working some other events and you have someone come up to you that's dissatisfied with their plan, you can educate them about the open enrollment period and let them know that they have options. Um, so it's a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a tricky line to toe when it comes to what you can and can't do. Um, but as long as you're not doing mass mailers and um, really going out trying to switch everyone from Medicare Advantage plans, you should be on the safe side. Try to keep it educational and make sure that the member is the one making the ultimate decision. Um, and that's kind of a good general rule of thumb to go by for open enrollment period uh, when it comes to advertising. So with OEP, um, we have a couple uh, or a decision chart. I'm not going to read through the whole um, decision tree here, but I will kind of highlight a couple things. Um, so like I mentioned, the dates that you're looking at here for open enrollment period is that January 1st through March 31st, and they need to be enrolled on a Medicare Advantage plan. Um, and they have not used OEP. So that open enrollment period is a one-time use. Once they use it, they can't use it a second time. Um, and another scenario, like I mentioned earlier, if the consumer is new to Medicare who enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan during their initial uh, coverage, and today's date um, is within the first three months of uh, the plan that they enrolled on. So those are kind of some, some of the fact checking that you can do to see if, if OEP is available for, your, uh, for the person that you're meeting with. So with that, I have uh, just two different scenarios that I'm going to kind of run through as a quiz. Um, I'm not actually going to quiz you guys, so you're lucky. You're all on mute. I'll give you the free pass, um, but I'll kind of give a little pause in between each one so you can think to yourself if they might qualify for OEP or not. Um, the first scenario, uh, today's date we'll say is February 2nd. We have a member, Maria, who enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan with an effective date of January 1st. Uh, she calls her agent and she wants to um, ask about switching to a different Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan. Um, her agent determines that Maria currently has an MA plan and she has not switched plans since January 1st. So the question here is, is Maria eligible to switch plans? 
kind of give you guys a pause to think about your answers. So in this scenario, yes, Maria can switch to a Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan. Um, she has, she's within her open enrollment period, so the date's February 2nd, so she fits right in the middle of that open enrollment period. Um, and if she does switch plans, the pl new plan would go into effect on March 1st. So open enrollment period, when they use it, it's always going to be the first of the following month. So um, in this case with Maria, she enrolls on February 2nd. Uh, her new Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan would go into effect on March 1st. So we're still on Maria here. Uh, today's date is now March 19th. Uh, she decided, Maria decided that she does not like her new Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan, and she wants to switch back to that Medicare Advantage only plan. Um, so is Maria eligible to switch plans in this scenario? No. Uh, in this scenario, Maria, while she does fall under the timeline of OEP, she cannot make another change because she already used her open enrollment period uh, election period. So that is a one-time use. Um, so because she already used that to get on a different plan for March 1st, um, she cannot use it a second time here within the one open enrollment period. So in this case, Maria would have to wait until annual enrollment period to make that switch unless she has a qualifying special election period. Let's say she uh, moves into a different planned service area or maybe she um, qualifies for low-income subsidies. She may qualify for a special election period, but she would not be able to use open enrollment period a second time. All right, I have one more scenario here. Today's date is February 10th. Uh, Henry was enrolled onto a Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan when he was new to Medicare. His MAPD effective date was February 1st. After a trip to the pharmacy, Henry was surprised to, by his drug costs and he called his agent to ask about switching to a different Medicare Advantage prescription drug plan. So is Henry eligible to switch plans? And if so, which election period? So he was new to Medicare um, and his MAPD effective date was February 1st. In this scenario, yes, he actually can switch plans. Um, so like I mentioned earlier on OEP, we have the, the general OEP um, period for all those January 1 effectives from AEP, and that's going to be what we're in right now, that January 1st to March 31st. But OEP isn't just limited to that. People that are new to Medicare also qualify for OEP if they go on to a Medicare Advantage plan right away. Um, so in this case, Henry can switch using OEP newly eligible, um, and he can switch on to a different plan. Let's fast forward a month here. Today's date is March 22nd. Uh, Henry wants to switch his plans again. Is he eligible to switch plans? And if so, what is his election period? In this case, he cannot switch plans again because he already used that OEP, newly eligible. Um, he cannot switch unless he has a qualifying special election period, like I mentioned in the last scenario, or he would have to wait until annual enrollment period. So I hope that helps um, kind of help clarify open enrollment period. Um, I know it does bring a lot of questions, especially this time of year. Um, you know, you're going to run across people that are unsatisfied with their Medicare Advantage plan. Maybe they have questions. I mean, you're going to run across people that are on a, 
uh, Medicare supplement that want to switch to an Advantage as well. Um, just important to be pretty familiar with those uh, election periods. One thing that is great um, that I'm going to talk about a little bit in this next uh, section as well is the Producer Help Desk. It's the United Health uh, Care resource that you guys all have access to when you contract with United Health Care. Uh, they can help determine um, if the person you're meeting with might have an election period, if they might qualify for OEP, and they're great at helping with this next section that I'm going to talk about here for a couple minutes as well with um, anyone that has a, um, that's dual eligible. But I am going to send out a resource if you guys um, at the end of the call um, will open it up for questions. But I have a resource that kind of helps with some of those, um, you know, questions that you might want to ask yourself with open enrollment period. Um, it's kind of a nice guide that will go through the, the two topics that I covered today. So I'll send that out as a follow up as well. So the next section I'm going to talk about, um, just briefly, I just have a couple slides here, um, is the SCP dual LIS maintaining. So starting in 2019, there's some new limitations that um, came to be for um, dual uh, eligibles. Before 2019, they were able to make a change every single month. Um, starting in 2019, they changed this from a monthly election period to a quarterly election period. Uh, brought up some questions even this annual enrollment period, and I just wanted to take a couple minutes to talk about those with you guys today. Um, so, like I mentioned, um, the change that happened in 2019 was dual eligibles um, can now only change quarterly, not monthly. So, for those of you that may have worked um, with the dual population in 2019, you probably noticed that change. Um, but that's only for the first three quarters of the calendar year. Um, once you hit October, um, October, November, and December, they actually have to use the annual enrollment period in order to make a switch. And that's a pretty big change that we came across here for uh, 2019 uh, annual enrollment period. Uh, typically, when you come across a dual eligible, their plan will go into effect the following month in every scenario. Um, you know, if you meet with someone in July, they would go on for an August 1st effective. With the annual enrollment period being that election period you'd use for fourth quarter, all of those apps between October 15th and December 7th uh, were enrolled in a January 1st effective. That was the first big change that we experienced this annual enrollment period. The other thing that changed is we lost a few weeks. So December 8th through December 31st and those first two weeks of October, um, we actually weren't able to enroll someone that just had a maintaining status of dual eligible. What that means is they didn't have a change that didn't, um, you know, just get Medicaid or, um, you know, have kind of a change in status with their Medicaid. Um, if they just maintained their status, they didn't, they weren't eligible from December 8th to December 31st to make that change. Um, they had to wait until January to go on for their February 1st effective. So it's a pretty big change that we experienced here uh, last AEP. One thing I really wanted to emphasize, um, like I mentioned here just a little bit ago, is the producer help desk. Um, if you are uncertain if the person that you're meeting with qualifies for an election period, you can always call the producer help desk. I have their number listed here on the slide. Um, it's 888-381-8581. And they can let you know if the person that you're meeting with has previously used that special election period in the calendar quarter. Um, so a very great resource. I um, highly recommend the producer help desk for any questions you might have about this election period. 
So I really like this slide. Um, it kind of gives a nice, I'm kind of a picture person. I like seeing everything uh, kind of out on a, on a graphic versus just words. So this picture does a nice job just kind of explaining that quarterly election period. So from January 1st uh, to March 30th, that's the quarter one election period. So um, with the dual special needs plan uh, election period, it would be the first of the following month. So if you enroll someone in early February, they would go on for a March 1st effective. Um, so just something to kind of keep in mind with the uh, quarterly election period. Also, as this graphic kind of shows, if you meet with someone in March and you sign them up for an April 1st effective, you can then meet with them in April again and switch them to a different plan for a May 1st effective. So just because it's quarterly doesn't mean there's not a back-to-back -back opportunity. It's just, um, you know, depending on which month that you're meeting with the member. And we also have a decision, uh, kind of a decision tree or a, a decision chart for the dual LIS maintaining election period. Um, so this is, you know, it kind of asks you some questions if someone who's on Medicare, Medicaid is um, eligible for an election period based on a few fact uh, checking questions. So of course, if it's um, October 1st through December 31st, you want to make sure that you use, either use AEP or they qualify for a different election period. Um, and then of course, calling PHC to confirm is a really good step that um, I highly recommend. So just kind of to, to highlight the um, dual SEP timing and requirements, um, dual eligible consumers will not have the option of monthly special election period. And like I said, that changed in 2019. Um, they have one election period uh, change per calendar quarter. So this is, of course, for consumers that are dual or LIS. So um, dual status, like I mentioned, is people that have both Medicare and Medicaid, um, or low-income subsidies for people that get extra help with their prescription drugs. So specifically what I'm talking about with this election period right now. And then this does not apply to the fourth quarter. Consumers must use AEP or a different election period if they're eligible. So let's say they um, had a change in status, maybe they um, lost their low-income subsidy and they just requalified for it. That would be a change in status and they actually then could um, get on a plan, let's say the last week of December, or if they just used their quarterly election period, they could qualify for it again if they have that change in status. Another special election period is, you know, if they move into a different plan service area. So there are a few exceptions to the rule, but um, generally speaking, they have to stay within that quarterly election period. Um, and then of course, during this time, that's, they can enroll or disenroll from their plan. All right, so to summarize um, kind of what we went over today, um, we talked about, we kind of briefly touched on AEP from October 15th to December 7th. We reviewed the open enrollment period um, here that follows AEP. Um, so January 1st to March 31st, you're able to switch people from a Medicare Advantage plan to a different plan one time if they're unhappy. And then of course that open enrollment period for newly eligible Medicare uh, beneficiaries, they have the entire year, but of course, depending on what three-month period they would be eligible for. So, you know, if someone signs up for a plan in May, they would have the following three months to make um, OEP for that newly eligible status. Um, 
And then, of course, we kind of highlighted on some uh, special election period uh, requirements as well, uh, specifically with that dual maintaining status. So um, even though December 7th has passed and annual enrollment period has ended, um, there's still a lot of opportunity to help people um, when it comes to uh, dual eligible members. There's especially a lot of opportunity. Um, if that's a market that you're not very familiar with and maybe you want to try to branch out and work with a little bit more here this special election period, I would be more than happy to meet with you guys. Um, I, uh, you know, I work very closely with that plan. I'd be happy to talk sales strategies. Um, we do a lot of different marketing when it comes to the dual population. Um, if you have some ideas and kind of want to brainstorm or talk through some options, that's what I'm here for. Um, here's my contact information. Um, I, like I mentioned, I'm, I'm a, an agent manager with United Healthcare. I have my phone number and my email address up on the screen here if you guys need to jot that down. Um, but basically, I'm here if you guys have any questions or need any help. Um, if you want to talk about some selling opportunities, of course, uh, senior insurance marketing is a great resource as well. Um, but just because annual enrollment period is over doesn't mean that the selling opportunity has ended. Uh, there's still a lot of opportunity out there. Um, and we just want to make sure that we get you all the information that you need to um, write apps compliantly and um, kind of help you with your strategies here for the first quarter. So um, with that, that is all I have today. So I can open it up for questions. Um, I think there maybe have the chat box open for questions. Um, and yeah. I right. Do you see Eric's question there in the chat box? I do not hear. Let me see. I think I have to stop sharing to see the, oh, here we go. Um, oh, that's a great question. How will the uh, addition and changes to Medicaid eligibility affect LIS status or Medicaid status this coming year? So um, specifically, Met, uh, Nebraska Medicaid had an expansion. Um, so this could mean more eligibles in our market because um, with that Medicaid expansion, um, we're waiting to get some more information on our end with that. Um, I think that there could be some more opportunity out there with um, with Medicaid eligibles, possibly more dual eligibles um, to reach with that um, new Medicaid expansion. However, we're uncertain what the level of that will be. Um, you know, if they're going to be full dual eligible or even just if it's just going to be a partial um, dual eligible, so maybe they wouldn't qualify for the dual special needs plan. Um, but, you know, they may qualify for uh, just a standalone Medicare Advantage plan that could be a good fit for them. So I think it, no matter how... Um, no matter how that plays out, whether it's um, whether they qualify for the dual special needs plan or not, I, it, it should bring more selling opportunity for us. Great question, Eric. Yeah, great question. Any other questions? Okay, well, I don't see any other questions coming through on the chat at the moment. Um, if anybody has any other questions, feel free to give us a call uh, in our office at 402-434-7761. Um, I would ask for Todd, um, and we'll try to figure out the answer for you and get you in touch with Tamara. Um, speaking of which, Tamara, you had a uh, request for people's emails. Or yeah, a, uh, I was gonna say that. Yeah, I have a follow-up uh, kind of resource guide that I'd like to send out. I know I just shared a lot of information, and I have a nice one-pager that 
um, kind of summarizes what I went through today. So if you guys um, have the ability to type your email address in the chat box, um, I, I would love to send that out to you guys as kind of a follow-up content to the to the training today. And for anybody who's uh, listening to or watching this pod, uh, webinar or podcast later, uh, feel free to reach out to us at our office. Uh, I would email Todd at T-O-D-D at S-I-M-K-T dot com, and we can forward that uh, resource on to you as well. Well, that being said, I would like to wrap up uh, today's webinar. Uh, thank you, Tamara, for joining us today and sharing all that great information about United Healthcare and the open enrollment period um, to everybody else. Uh, have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you more in the coming year. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Be sure to tune in next time as we make this senior insurance market simplified.